like to introduce to you our speaker. A lot of you guys know him, Pastor Merle Bramer. Um, he oversees our pastoral care department. He's one of my closest friends. He's been on staff here for a number of years, but uh, please give him a warm reload welcome. Thank Merle. you, Tom. No, I got my guy. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you guys being here this morning. You know, I just uh, want to share some stuff this morning, probably nothing real, real new, but hopefully it encourages you. And I just want to remind you that God rewards faithfulness. God rewards faithfulness. And when you think nobody's watching, he's watching. He sees, he keeps track. And uh, so God loves us. And I titled what I want to share this morning, What Are You Thinking? You know, we're all thinking stuff all day long, you know. Uh, but what are, what, are, what are you thinking? You know, and you probably realized by now that if you're here or your feet are on planet Earth, you're in a battle. And uh, some days I don't like that. I don't really feel like it. But you got to do it anyway. Because uh, you know the enemy, he is alive and well, and he is going to uh, give you a hard time if he possibly can. So, um, you know, the attack is always, you know, right here. You know, and I want to encourage you and give you a few tips today that we, we win. You know, that's really the plan, that we all win. Um, you know, and the old devil, he is not bashful. He says right straight to your face. He said, I come to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, if a guy walked up to you and said something like that, you'd think, wow. You know, but Jesus said, he said, I have come to give you life, life abundantly, a fulfilling, satisfying life. You know, and the battle is, you know, it's a truth versus lie. It's the flesh against the spirit, or right or wrong. And uh, really, it's the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness. And uh, I'm sure you figured out that both of them want to control you. It's a lordship issue. And uh, it's like who you yield your members to, you become servants of, whether righteousness or righteousness. It's what path do you want to go down. And uh, both are competing, you know, for our heart, our lives, our future. They're in competition. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, it says, the God of this world has blinded the eyes so that people cannot see the truth of the gospel. See, the gospel tells us what to do, but you got to stay plugged into God to figure that out. And um, the amazing thing is, the, the best thing, <laughs> or the, one of the most challenging things, is that God gives us a free will. You know, only you can choose. And uh, what an opportunity, but what a responsibility that we get to choose. And... Uh, you know, we're on this journey, and we're looking to keep the faith, to finish the course, to stay on the right road and make it. And we do that by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus or the, the truth or the author and the finisher. And it's like the Bible, really, is our roadmap. You know, if you're going to go somewhere, you better have some, at least some good directions and some good address uh, or you might not just find that, you know, if you just go anywhere, you're not going to get there. Um, you know, and his word really is the blueprint. 
The answers are here. It tells us exactly what to do, and we'll get exactly to the destination that he wants. Um, and Jesus is the example. He did it. He showed us how. Um, you could say it another way. It's like life is kind of almost like a multiple choice uh, quiz. You know, there's three answers. And uh, you've got to choose which answer you're going to take. But the cool thing is, is God tells you, hey, this is the right answer. You know, as he gives you the answer sheet right away. But we don't always make the right choice. And, uh, you know, I've had a little saying on my desk for a long time. It says, first we make our choices, and then our choices make us. That's more true than I want it to be sometimes. You know, your choices have consequences. And uh, Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, we all think. But we make our choices really on what we believe. And what we believe has to line up with the truth of the word of God. And sometimes we believe other things that are not the truth. Like, what does he call himself? He's a liar. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to deceive you. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Um, it's like any of you guys at work, uh, there's probably some absolutes. You know, if you're a carpenter, there's a, there's a tape measure, there's a level. <laughs> you better believe it. You know, whatever the, there's absolutes. You go off a little bit, and you go farther off. And uh, in Proverbs, it says, buy the truth and don't sell it. Buy the truth. See, whatever you do, you got to know the truth. You got to know what's right. And you can't deviate. And the Bible says, you know, all scripture is given for a reason. It's for teaching faith. It's for correcting error. It's to reset the direction of a man's life and to train you to win. That's what it's for. And the Bible says, you know, put on the whole armor of God. And you know those scriptures. But we got to do that. And, you know, this is about studying, knowing getting the truth, because uh, when the attack comes, you ain't got a long time to figure out what to do. You better know right now what you're going to do. Um, so it's very important that we got the belt, the sword, the faith, you know, everything in place to fight this battle to win. And this might be one of my main scriptures, this next one. It says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's pretty heavy. You know, that is far-reaching. And it's amazing that it says, he doesn't say, as you think in your head, you do think in your head. But he chooses to say that as a man thinketh in his heart, that's deep down, that's inside, that's the core of your being. And as you think there, you are. Because what you think there will determine a lot. So you better think right. You know, in Proverbs, it says it another way. He says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. 
And that is a full-time job to guard your heart. That is a full-time job. Um, because what we believe affects what we think. And there's the question. What are you thinking? You know, our thinking determines it's the foundation, and it should be based on the truth. You ever have, like, a day going along and stuff's going on, and all of a sudden you're thinking stuff, and you think, like, what am I thinking? <laughs> you're feeling sorry for yourself. You're getting upset. You're, you're probably saying things you shouldn't be saying about somebody, you know, on and on. And you think, like, what am I thinking? He has got a plan to take you down to what he said he wants to do. You know, because our thinking determines our choices, our attitudes. It affects your feelings, your actions. And, you know, the Bible says very clearly, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You think certain things a little while, and pretty soon something's going to come out that shouldn't come out because you're going this way. <clears throat> so it is very, very important that we are determined to line up our thinking with the truth of the word of God. And we know, hey, God's for us. It's if God be for us, who can be against us? You know, you know, the spirit of the Lord brings freedom, but we got to stay in that, that train of thought. You know, he wants to help us to make choices and to think things that line up with the truth of the word of God, because what does that do? Well, that gives us freedom. And we all want to be free. Um, you know, Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. Um, you know, Paul, he, he goes at this so many different ways. Um, you know, he says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. You know, and he wants to make you stand out to others that this is the way you do it. That's his plan. And, um, you know, it's like Jesus is able to accomplish everything that he promises and says. And, uh, you know, one translation, it says, you know, where it says, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who we preached, he himself is no doubtful quantity. He is the divine yes. If he said yes, it's yes, period. And he can do it. You know, sometimes that's part of our thinking. Like you're praying or you're believing you're trying to do something, and you go, I don't know, I don't know. He does it for everybody else, but, not, you know, I don't know, you know. And you become double-minded, and pretty soon you're thinking other stuff rather than what you should be thinking. And, um, you know, it says that we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. He's given us everything that we need for life and godliness. Um, you know, but the devil is a liar. And he wants you to believe his lie. Um, deceive you, condemn you, tempt you, shame you, accuse you. Um, he tries to bring doubt. And uh, that's an everyday battle. Tomorrow morning when you wake up or today, we, he, he's, he's there. Guaranteed. He'll be there. He tried to trip you up if he possibly can. And... Uh, he, wa he wants to discourage you, make you feel discontented, which might have been the original sin of the garden. You know, if you eat of that tree over there, you'd be there. You know, what you got right now, he's, he's shortchanging you. You know, that's the way the devil tries to tempt us. He gets you to doubt what God says and 
say that God, he don't really care. He don't really answer your prayer. You're going down this road, but yeah, the road might be just as bad. Good, it's, it's easier. None of you have ever been tempted with any of that, I'm sure. He never says any of this to any of you, I'm sure. Maybe it's just me. But, you know, his plan is divide and conquer. Divide you from friends, from family, from relationships, from your wife, from actually from God himself. And, uh, you know, the devil always promises, but he never delivers. He will tell you, man, if you did this or this would be the solution. You know, he tempts by appealing to our feelings, our emotions, to get us to make some foolish decision. And after you do, he laughs at you, and he condemns you, and he shames you. But what are we thinking every day, all day? You know, the Bible says, choose this day who you will serve. Sometimes you got to do that a couple times a day or three times a day, you know. It's not choose one time, it's over. No, you got to choose to do the right thing. And uh, his, his whole deal is control, to hold you captive, to lead you off the path, to put you in bondage, to bring disappointment, confusion, emptiness, failure. I mean, we all deal with guys. Maybe we've all dealt with some of this ourselves, but I can remember back in the day, you know, that feeling of discontentment and discouragement, and pretty soon you compromise, you got anger beneath the surface, you start blaming others, there's unforgiveness there, and again, what are we thinking? What are we believing? And sometimes you're thinking things for a while before you even realize that this don't line up with what I'm, what I should be thinking. And um, because, you know, what we think on, we magnify and we go in the direction of our predominant thoughts. And if you really want to make this simple, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, that really is the acid test of what you're doing. If it's not loving, don't do it. You know, even our works, it says, are going to be tried by fire on the basis of our motives. Was it loving? Or was it to show off? Or was it to be comp competition? Or many, many other things. And, uh, you know, God, he shows us how much he loves us. And we know it, kind of, but sometimes we have a challenge believing that and putting that into practice. Right? You know, he laid down his life for us. He gave us his best. It says, he that spared not his own son, how would he not also freely give us all things? i got to remind myself of that. You know, that God is for us. And, uh, you know, really, life is about relationship. It's about my relationship with God and others. That is the main thing. Love God, love each other. That's relationship. You know, and when you start reading the Bible, you, you figure out after a while that every promise, every instruction, everything that God tells us to do 
is to build a relationship with God and to build a relationship with others. If you do the right thing, you obey God, you believe the truth, that's what you'll do. But every sin, every temptation is to hurt you, to wreck your relationship with God and with others. It's black and white. It's black and white. And if, and if you think about what you're, or analyze, you say, if you analyze what you're thinking, where does it line up? You know, if you do that, if you carry this out, what will be the consequences? Because we have to admit to ourselves, every decision we make has a consequence. There's consequences. You know, so, you know, when you do that, you put up walls, you make bad choices, maybe you choose bad friends, uh, and you begin to blame, you begin to justify, you make excuses, or you just kind of avoid that. I don't really want to talk about that right now. Maybe it'll straighten itself out. Um, no, it probably won't. And, you know, you could attack this another way. The Bible says what? The kingdom of God is righteousness. Okay, we accept Jesus Christ. We're righteous. We're right with God. What does that do? It gives us peace. We have peace with God. If you lose your peace, you back up. What's wrong? You make it right. And then joy. How do you get joy? By obeying God. Doing things that God tells you to do will bring you joy. Jesus said, who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? He went to the cross. That was a tough choice. But he did it. And it says, henceforth, he's given a name that's above every name. God will bless each one of us and fill you with joy when you live your life in the obedience to God, thinking the right things. You know, it says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. That's what it tells us to do. And he wants to guide us by his spirit. And his spirit always bears witness to what the truth. You know that still small voice or, you know. We got we to gotta get tuned to that. He is there, he is leading, he is guiding the foundation of the truth. And what does the Spirit of God do? It always bears witness to what's true, what's right. And that's moment by moment. You know, sometimes you got that little bit of a check or a little bit of an uncertainty and you just go ahead a little farther and you say, whoa, 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 whoa don't do that. You know, it's like your wife giving you that look once in a while. You know what that look means. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> or she gave you the big old thumbs up. Man, you're my man. You got to get used to listening to the Spirit of God. And you got to guard your heart. And you got to think straight. Um, you know, the one song we sing quite often, it says, My one defense is your righteousness. Because he is going to come to condemn, to lie, to shame, to put guilt on you. And what is your only defense? His righteousness, his forgiveness. And it's like I love that. It says, oh, Lord, how I need you. Man, we could just all say, I need you, God. Help me. Um, and that's why the Bible says so many places, you shall know the truth, and the truth 
will set you free. But it gets back to what are you thinking? Are you thinking lined up with the truth or are you thinking lined up with things that don't quite line up? Because he has an agenda and it's pretty subtle sometimes what he's trying to accomplish. And uh, he's going to be there every day. Like I said in the beginning, we are in a battle. And uh, I wish he'd just knock it off. Don't you know I've chosen, chosen the Lord? I'm a Christian. I'm going to do what's right. Uh-uh, he ain't giving up. He's going to try anyway, every day, to try to trip you up by get you to thinking wrong. And, uh, you know, there's a really good scripture in 2 Corinthians 10. It says, the truth is that although, of course, we lead normal human lives, the battle we are fighting is on a spiritual level. The very weapons we use are not those of human warfare, but powerful in God's warfare for the destruction of the enemy's strongholds. Our battle is to bring down every deceptive thought and fantasy and every imposing defense that men erect against the true knowledge of God. We even fight to capture every thought until it bows to the authority of the word of God. That's a mouthful. You know, it's in, in plain words, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That is our mission. And how do we do that? Well, you've got to know the word of God, and you've got to line up with that. And, you know, it says, how do we overcome? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It's what you say and what you think, you know, will make a big difference. And that's what Jesus did. He said, it is written, Right? That's what he said. He didn't try to compete with them or anything. He just said it written. He said, if you're the son of God, then turn these stones into bread. Like, <clears throat> what's, what was his answer? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What word just proceeded out of the mouth of God? He says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So, <clears throat> <laughs> right? See, he tries to get you to tempt you to prove something that you don't have to prove. God has already said, forgiven, accepted justified, adopted, whatever you want to say. And you got to remind yourself of that, that we don't, flesh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle that we're in. So take authority over sin, over whatever's going on. Rebuke him. You know, use the word of God to take authority. And uh, that's what the Bible promises over and over. But you need to spend time meditating thinking based on the word of God. You know, it's like when you're going down the road and a deer going to jump out ahead of you, I hope you've thought about what you're going to do before he jumps. Right? You're going to swerve head on into the other car or you're going to, like, hit the tree next to the road? You better think this through because when it happens, you better have a plan. And uh, we got to be prepared. And we were prepared by the word of God. And, uh, you know, the Bible tells us, try every spirit. Check it out. What spirit is this? You know, is this the spirit of God or is this not the spirit of God? Does this line up with the truth of God's word or doesn't it? And if he's speaking to you, I can tell you right now, it don't line up. It don't line up. It's subtle, but it don't line up. And, uh, you know, one of his big weapons is condemnation. That's a big one. 
Um, and you better know, like I said, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, as soon as you're going to pray about something that you really need, what's the first thing he does? Tries to accuse you of what you did yesterday. That what makes, what, what makes you think that God's going to answer your prayer? You, you know, and he's going to try to find fault with you. And he's going to try to steal your faith by bringing some kind of guilt or accusation or shame on you. And no, if it depends on our performance, we're all in trouble. None of us perform to the level that we could or should, but God took our place and he forgave our sins and he paid the price and we are the righteousness of God in Christ. So um, walk in the spirit, it says, so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Wow. Walk in the light. Um, <clears throat> You know, the Bible says so many things. It says, if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, you have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all your sin. What an amazing promise. If you want to be in a relationship with other Christians, you got to walk in the light. What fellowship does light have with darkness? Um... He says it another way. He says, don't link up with unbelievers and try to work with them. What common interest can there be between goodness and evil? And how can light and darkness share life together? How can there be harmony be between Christ and the enemy? What business does a believer have in fellowship with an unbeliever? We're all ambassadors. We're all able ministers. We all want to reach out and try them. It's not like we shouldn't uh, just put them out of their life, but we are not on the same page, and we got to remember that. Um, and I'll close with one final scripture that kind of says everything I've said. It's in Romans 12. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing scripture. It says, with eyes wide open to the mercy of God. That's the first thing. God's merciful. God loves you. God will cut you some slack, so to speak. He says, I beg you, my brothers, as an act of intelligent worship, to give him your bodies as a living sacrifice, consecrated to him and acceptable to him. That's where you start. You surrender. You make Jesus the Lord of your life. You offer yourself as a living sacrifice every day, all the time. That's not something you do one time. You do it over and over and over. And he says, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your mind from within so that you may prove in practice the plan that God has for you and meets all your demands and will move you towards the goal of maturity. That's a big scripture. You recognize God's mercy. You surrender your life to him. And you renew your mind by thinking 
based on the word of God, of the truth of the word of God, and what is his promise. He will lead you to a blessed, successful, fulfilling, awesome life. He has a call. He has a plan. He has a purpose for every one of us. That's the way you get there. You get there by recognizing the mercy of God, surrendering yourself as a living sacrifice, renewing your mind with the word of God, and then be led by the Spirit. Go walk in the truth. Go live your life. And God's promise is that you will find his plan, his purpose for your life, and it will be awesome. It will be fulfilling. It will give you purpose. It will glorify him. I mean, you'll be the best husband, the best dad, the best worker doing what this scripture says. But what are we thinking? Are we thinking lined up with the word of God every day, all day, in every situation? Thank you.